Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Victor Mark Show. In case you didn't know already, I'm that guy. Today, we are bringing you an interview that I was on recently with Joseph Warren. His show is called The Broken Catholic Podcast, and I really had a blast on it. You can check his show out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. To find out more about Joseph, just go to josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. Now, I really enjoyed being on this podcast as the focus of our conversation. It's centered on God healing our broken minds. And I actually did cover some subject matter that I really haven't covered very much. A lot of it had to do with transparency and a little bit of vulnerability, but I think it's going to help a lot of people. Well, all right, let's get to the show as Joseph kicks it off on our conversation on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Okay, so Victor, let's get into it. Um, you've said you said it very well. You have recovered through God's grace uh, from things that the psychiatric, uh, you know, space uh, industry uh, would say is completely impossible. That you've recovered successfully. That you've been set free from the trauma, the hurt, uh, just the pain that was put on you as a child. Other than God. Yes, I get that. God yeah. set you free. But how did he do it? What vehicle uh, did he use to set you free and to do what the world says was impossible? Yeah, well, he let me spin for quite some time mm. saying, you're not going to be able to fix this in yourself. You're Marine, you're Master of Martial Arts, this, that, that, you know, your brain's broke from trauma. And no matter what you do, no matter how much you try or even treat yourself in the sense of I've got this man. It just, it just got worse and worse to where finally, uh, you know, when I ended up in a hospital for wanting to hurt myself, uh, I know it's like to put a gun in my mouth and go, gosh, if I just end it, my wife and children will be so much better mm. because I'm the source of their pain. I'm unstable, you know, and there were a lot of contributing factors, but I would definitely say I got to the end of myself. And then I totally just said, Lord, I can't do this. It's literally, I don't even know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to live if I live through this because it kept getting worse and worse. 123 visits to a trauma specialist in a nine month period. I've been on Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Abuse Bar. You know, of course I drank. It was complicated by uh, injuries, physical injuries that caused stress. Mm -hmm. And even the VA, you know, they diagnosed me as uh, bipolar or manic depressive. And we couldn't get that under control. And then I'll tell you, the beginning of the change was when my daughter at a school at a Christian school, they asked for prayer requests so they could put them on the board and pray. And this was, we were living in Hawaii. I, I, I called that time, you know, 
when I was hurting so bad, hell and paradise. Mm. And my daughter prayed and asked for prayer that her dad wouldn't have to take drugs anymore. And something happened very supernatural where I stopped taking my medications and God touched my mind. And I would say this, the bipolar, I was healed of instantly. I definitely felt God touch me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And yet this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit said. Now it's time to renew your mind. Mm. You, you, you have to renew your mind. So I listened to, and some people are going to think, oh man, I could never do that. And I'll just say, trust me, if dying and death and suicide is what you were facing or killing other people. Uh, yeah, you could. I listened to the Bible back then. It was on cassette. I listened to the Bible on cassette for five to eight hours a day. I, I didn't want to listen to anything else. And I just started what I would call renewing or restoring my mind because you get grooves and thought processes and you believe lies, uh, you know, that become truth. So I just started restoring my brain. That was the first step for me getting stable. And I knew something happened, but I'll never forget. And I'll tell your folks, be careful what you're labeled and be careful what the professionals tell you can't happen because God just may want to show off. And I remember sitting with the psychiatrist and I've had a couple of really bad psychiatrists and I've had a few bad psychologists. I'll give you a case in point. One night I text this guy, it was about midnight. And I said, I'm doing horrible. You know, man, I need help. I, I'm about to split and I come back. You know what? He took the call and this is, this is how he responded. Do you know what time it is? And I was like, what? Yeah, I know what time, it's time for you to help me. You're my psychiatrist and I'm about to, things ain't right. I mean, I'm literally, they're electing me mayor of Crazyville right now. And I don't know if I can come out of this term. He said, just be at the office in the morning. And he hung up on me. I'll never forget that. Well, guess what? I was at his office. I was in his office waiting for him when he walked in with his little bag and latte and all that. He walked in and he goes, oh, uh, I said, you told me to be here. He goes, okay, uh, all right. Uh, he puts his stuff down. He sits down at his desk. He pulls out the clipboard. He's trying to. And I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting by the door. He's sitting at his desk. He goes, well, let's get started. How do you feel? I said, well, let me ask you, how do you feel? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, how does it feel to be in a very small room with a person that can kill you? And he goes, what? And I said, just wanted. And he looks at his phone. I said, you would never have time. Because he knew. I'm a Marine and Marshall. So I, 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 bad things have happened. I've hurt bad people's feelings and all that. And he goes, <laughs> he started sweating. He literally, I, I'm watching his neck vein pop. He goes, do you feel like killing me? I said, mm, no, I just want to see you sweat. So you suffer a little like I was doing last night. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, let me get my assistant to get some. He, he, he got out of the room. All of a sudden, you know, a nurse came in and said, hey, uh, the doctor's not going to be able to finish this. And I said, yeah, I figured he wouldn't. So good news, they didn't press charges. <laughs> good news. 
Yeah, because I so would have brought up what he did to me the night before. So you so sent him on vacation. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, folks listening, if you're struggling and you're under someone's care, you're going to get it. It doesn't mean they're the source. You have to find a soul surgeon or somebody who really cares. That's what I would say for sure. Someone who's gifted and, and it's not just a job, but I would, I walked in the VA when I felt like God had healed my mind. I had told that psychiatrist, another one, I said, Hey, uh, God healed me. He's like, okay, Mr. Marks, uh, go ahead and have a seat. I said, no, I know what you're thinking. He goes, look, you're, you're probably in a state of mania right now. There's a euphoria that you had an encounter with God. I said, I know it sounds wild, but I said, no, something really happened. And I stopped taking my meds. He was like, okay, we need to get you back on your meds right away. But I told him, I said, nope. And then I never forget the doctor. He looked, and somehow we ascribe just because if they have doctor in front of their name, that mm -hmm. they're the end all and they're not. I remember him saying, it will come back. You're in remission. Mm. So what did you do right there, Victor? What, as this doctor subscribed or prescribed a lie back into your mind? Um, I just said, well, I'm, I will choose to believe God over you. And again, he was spouting this lie. It will come back. I walked out. It will come back. I'm, I'm out of here. And guess what? There were times soon after that, I started feeling weird. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, it was literally the angel and the demon on my shoulder mm -hmm. where the demon says, see, it's coming back. You're starting to spiral. Mm. And I remember fear, fear yes. gripping me, Joseph, like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I could just, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, are you going to believe the doctor? Or are you going to believe the father? Mm. It is your choice. And I said, I'm going to believe you because that's a better deal. And I had to stand on that no matter what the circumstance, no matter what I was feeling. If I started having anxiety or a panic attack, I would just go, you know, I I'm going to believe God, you healed me. And I never had to go back on any drug that was prescribed for mental health issues like that, right? And I had, I'll never forget, I had a drawer, a top dresser drawer of empty bottles. Cause when you're, when you're just taking them left and right, you know, you, you just throw your bottles down. So, so that was the first step in the beginning of my healing. And it has been 23 years now. Victor, that's a powerful story. And I think my listener right now, mm. many of UBC nation have possibly gone to Christian healing services. You've been prayed over by friends or family asking for God's healing in your life, may it be physical healing or emotional healing or psychological healing or spiritual healing. And you were healed by the word of God in that moment, yet fear crept back in. Someone planted a lie back in you. And I know I've lived this personally. I'm actually going through it right now, Victor. Uh, I got Ooh. prayed over um, recently. Uh, for physical healing in my neck, shoulders, and back from a car accident three years ago. And it's just been chronic first injury in my life, physical injury in my life. And it feels like it never will go away, right? And I was prayed over and set free uh, through God. And it was a, a prayer healing. And man, instantly, my brain went right to disbelief. Yeah. No, no, you, you weren't set free. 
you're still in prison. It just, you just feel good right now, but it's going to come back. And these lies started creeping in and I had to actively reject them and mm -hmm. say, no, I'm going to believe anyway. Even if I'm wrong and I'm tricking myself, I'm going to believe in God's healing power that I have been set free. And I know that even if I wasn't, I now will be because my faith is stronger than my fear. Mm. And I speak to UBC Nation. Do you resonate with that? Mm. This is exactly what Victor had a choice in the matter to do. Choose fear or choose faith. And you've had this many times in your life. You know this. So what are you going to choose today? So, Victor, you had to choose faith uh, repetitively, it sounds like, over the no, next few sure. years, correct? That's absolutely right. Where, because it's a journey. You know, it's, it's a journey to walk with the master and to believe daily. Take, you know, take up your cross, deny yourself, follow him. And... I'll just say he's never let me down. Now, the timing on some things, different. Uh, dealing with the disappointment of timing, because I've, I'll just say this, never stop seeking to get better. Never stop asking, never stop knocking. And don't get discouraged when you're not there. Because suffering is a part of the Christian faith. I mean, Job is a great example uh, but everything goes through the heart of God. It's not just some random thing where Satan's allowed to buffet you. And, and I just, I stay focused on, well, God, you know, whatever I'm going through, I just go, Lord. So the next thing I'd like to share with people, you can get physical, emotional healing. You can work with a great counselor, which I did in my film and in the book, I, I shared Dr. Arlise McDonald who was an incredible soul surgeon, helped me walk through some stuff. We used, uh, at that time, we used a principle of EMDR, which is a modality to help people process past pain and trauma. It was effective. And I'll tell you, for me, it was no more than prayer sessions. That's what it all boiled down to. She would go, well, let's just, let's just visit with the Lord. And I'd be like, oh, I don't. And I'll, she would always say this, well, ask the Lord what this means. I go, I don't, I don't want to ask. Because he always tells the truth. Those were the best prayer times I think I've ever had in my life. And, uh, and it was done through a gifted counselor, psychologist. So uh, my trauma was, there was some complexities to it because I had broken parts. I had uh, splits from my personality. It's a type of, and again, we get into semantics, whatnot, um, you know, but it's definitely a type of dissociative issue, uh, which is a gift when you're a kid to be able to dissociate from trauma. You can't process it, but it gets a little, it gets to be a pain when you're older. Yes, it uh, does. Because if they're not all at that boardroom table, you know, if they're running amok, it's like, hey guys, everybody get to the boardroom. Let's sit down and have a meeting because you're wearing me out. So uh, she was essential in helping me in that aspect of my healing, psychologically, uh, from past trauma to, to pull everything together. And then to trust God to know how much he loves me. The third area, which is what I deal with most with people, is the spiritual warfare. Mm. And this is fast. It's effective. Again, it's prayer. And yet, I'll tell you something. 
Here I got Joseph Warren with his BC Nation, a Catholic nonetheless, a broken Catholic. And yet you're interviewing me about spiritual warfare and what we call the retooling prayer. Do you know how many evangelicals and Protestants absolutely give me pushback on this and would don't even want to address it, don't want to talk about it? And these are people that I've spoken at their churches over the years and all that. But boy, you start getting to spiritual warfare where you're actually engaging the demonic. You're showing the lies and also what, what, what the truth is. There are so many pastors out there in the Protestant circle. They're like, no. And then in the Catholic world, there are people, I've had many Catholics go, hey, if you're not a priest that's been, you know, do someone to deal with the demonic, you can't be messing with that. I'm going to go, well, tell the, you know, thousands of people that I've prayed for before. Um, and it's, this is not something that I wanted. I will say that it's something that God just put me into. We don't call it a deliverance ministry because there's bad connotations with that. Uh, but we, we just say we help people get free to the next level and whatever it is. And you don't have to suffer trauma to the extent I did, you know, where, which was, you know, there was horrible things from water torture to, you know, being electrocuted and all this type of stuff. It was systematic. Um, that's hence why I needed so much help in that area. But you could just get wounded. You could, your parents could get divorced. You can believe a lie as a child or as an adult, you can enter into sin, which opens the door. And the enemy's always looking for a place. And the difference is, because we deal with strongholds, the difference is the armor of God, I hope the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, heaven of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, right? You're, you're fighting like this. You're quenching the fiery darts as they come at you. Boom, boom. You're engaging the enemy. When a stronghold has happened, they've breached your armor. They've cleansed you in your mind. You're not possessed, and I tell people this is not possession, but this is a level of influence that your mind is believing lies, and these demons have set up a stronghold, and all of a sudden, you believe a lie long enough, it becomes your truth. That's why many listeners right now think they're addicted based on just, well, I'm, you know, I can't get over it. It's like, well, you could, this could be demonic influence, busted relationships. I can never really have all these lies. They'll never, a big one is value. People don't see their value. God doesn't love them. And I'll tell you, when we address the demonic specifically, find out what the lies are, replace it with the truth, a person feels more free and they should because you're not in that wrestling match any longer. This is powerful. And BC Nation, you could see why I brought Victor Marks onto the show today for you, because there's something in your life that you need to be set free from. There's some kind of stronghold that you've been uh, battling for years, and you're living in chronic disappointment in your relationship with God. God, where are you? How come you have not set me free from this addiction? How come you have not healed my marriage? How come you have not physically healed my child or myself? I've tried everything the world has to offer. Nothing has worked. What do I do with that, God? Where are you? 
Victor, speak to that, would you? Well, it's it's so common to all of us. Uh, you and I talked about that before we started the show. You know, uh, it, it can even transcend the Christian faith. We have Muslims on our teams because of what we do around. You know, uh, we have a history of recovering children and women from ISIS or helping with trauma related due to ISIS. And so we have Muslims on our teams and I've had them say, I've struggled with these thoughts or can you pray for me or whatever, or so I do. And it, it is, it is a humanity issue where forces of darkness seek to destroy humans, period. And uh, I always tell people two things. I go, well, I only, for example, outside of Mosul, this is a few years back, ISIS is there. We're waiting to go in with the Iraqi army uh, because when there's combat, people die, good people and bad. And we're there to bring food, water, as high-risk uh, humanitarians, or take a kid, get them to safety, or provide for whatever, right? It's, it's all intense. Uh, nobody thinks about parents who are killed and there's a kid walking the street with gunfire. So we'd be, our teams would go in and uh, help remove a kid out of an environment, get them to our safe house. But I'll never forget, we're, we're actually sighting in our rifles because uh, we're, we're about to engage ISIS. We're rolling into a village that they've held. All of a sudden, this car starts rolling up. And it's, you see smoke, and it's a little car, which we're going, holy smokes. And literally, we're up, on, you know, saying, no, please, Lord, stop that car. We're going to blister it because it could be a V-bed a vehicle packed with explosives. Mm -hmm. And we were the only Americans on that side, west of Mosul at the time. So he sees the guns. It's a man driving and a woman in the back. She's in a full hot Jeep. They stopped the vehicle. I'm like, okay, first step. He jumps out of the car and he goes, help, help, help. My wife has psychological problems. And I mean, we just did a film called Triggered and Triggered 2, which your folks can watch for free at our website. And it's on trauma, it's on PTSD. I'm like, holy smokes, is this a joke? He's gonna please help. And then I hear this little, there's explosives in the trunk. If you go up there, they're gonna blast you. And I felt fear, mm. fear of like, oh my gosh, I, you know, more than me getting killed, I don't want my men to get killed. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, go, just go. So I start walking, very pensive. Oh, uh, so we opened the door, the ladies in the back seat, her face was burning. I told the guy, did you burn her? He's like, no, no, no. Long story short, Joseph, she had repetitive thoughts in her mind to kill herself by burning herself. I think water was another one. Uh, just, just kill herself. And no doubt she was affected by ISIS invading the village. But I said, and I prayed and I said, I think this is more than just a psychological problem. I think this is evil. And I asked him, do y'all believe in evil or demons? And in the Muslim world, it's jinn, the jinn, right? Evil demons. And they said, yes. I said, I have a way to destroy the jinn that's attacking your wife's mind, but it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. And I said, do you, do you mind if I pray for you in Jesus' name? Because I want to be respectful for, mm -hmm. you know, and she... <laughs> I couldn't believe what she said. I mean, like that. She looks at me and goes, is Jesus still alive? Because <laughs> yes, she just knew he was a prophet. Yeah. But it, <laughs> she asked me with such sincerity. I paused. I was like, 
my brain, right? He is still alive, right? I mean, he rose from yeah. the dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, he's not only alive, he will free you from this because he loves you. And they were like, yes, pray. So I prayed and it was a horrible prayer. People listen, uh, I, I'm trying to pray and be spiritual, but I'm still thinking I, I, I could hear a little dart again. Oh, as soon as you say, amen, they're going to pop and just kind of, you know, they're going to clack off that. And I'm like, oh, stop. The truck's going to explode with you in it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sitting in the seat. And uh, there's been plenty of times I've been in a situation being shot yeah, yeah. by ISIS or mortar. So what happens? You well, start praying, you, you do a terrible prayer, but the Holy Spirit yeah. compensates. Boom. Fall short. What happens? Boom. The, the only explosion was the power of God to destroy the enemy's work in her life. Before I could finish praying, Joseph, she starts saying, she starts hitting her head. She goes, my mind. My mind, my mind. She goes, it's quiet. Because mm. she had had these repetitive, grinding, driven. I call it drivenness. When a person is driven versus being led, oftentimes there's demonic activity. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts, stuff you don't want to think about. You want to forget about your past, but it keeps us. Or fear. Boom, boom. It's like, that's not God. No. So yeah. she really got free just like that. And people go, well, did you lead her to Christ? I go, I don't think I have to. I think the Holy Spirit is pretty big. Can you imagine her going back to her village going, Jesus, the prophet, is actually still alive. Yeah. He's alive. And he, and he killed my mind. Yeah. Well, I hate to jump in here now, but we've run out of time for today. We're going to pick up right here tomorrow and play the conclusion of this interview. And I really want to thank Joseph Warren for allowing us to air this interview out on our airways. And if you want to find out more about Joseph, just simply go to Joseph Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N, josephwarren.net. As always, we thank you for joining us today on this edition, and we pray that God will bless you. Now, whatever you're doing, God has called you to do. Whether you think it's big or small, go after it all. Bring God the glory. Now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.